Hello there. How are you? I'm good. That, or are you asking the audience because they can't reply? Uh, I'm asking whoever is listening uh, and can reply. So I guess it's you in this case. It's just me. Yeah, I'm all well, right. How are you? Good. You know, no, I'm fine. I'm I'm all right. Um, Another yeah. good tedious intro there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's raining. It is. Yeah. But but to the magic of the internet, someone might be listening to this and it's not raining. Yes, if that is you, um, then... <laughs> Email <well>. in <laughs> and tell us <laughs> what the weather is. No, let's not let's not do this like shit radio show thing. Let's uh, let's do try it. and do a, a podcast intro because this was a good one. I mean, they're all good ones, but this was a funny one. This was, uh, well, this was a funny intro. Oh, no, this is no, a funny definitely not. The, the episode uh, oh, was okay. funny, um, and it's uh, we've had a few episodes about funny films, but this one, um, I think, uh, well, w- is with the creators of mm. um, of a comedy series that mm. is uh, kind of in the pre-production stages and in the crowdfunding stages mm. um, and uh, and we had a laugh chatting with them we did yes uh, we spoke to Sam and Rob from Right Honourable Gentlemen um, which uh, you may have seen floating around uh, particularly on Facebook uh, they've got quite a quite a comprehensive campaign it's one of the reasons why I was interested in talking to them um, is because uh, I I was alluded to their presence by a associate of mine who shared their campaign uh, request, support request and I took a quick look at what it was and I thought wow these guys are doing so much to support their their dreams, if you like, um, and it was just really nice to think back to what we did for our, our own Kickstarter campaign and things like that. And theirs is, it, they're, they're, you know, it's it's a greater demand for them because they're asking for more money. Um, they, I think, it's a far more complex thing that they need it for because. Um, it's the whole production. It, it is literally it. Yeah, they need the funds in order to do it. Um, so if they don't get it, then who knows? Um, so it, yeah, they're they're relying quite heavily on theirs, uh, which adds an extra intensity to it. But they they seem to be doing a great job, and it was really interesting chatting to them, which we, you know, which you'll hear um, going uh, forward in a minute. Um, just kind of how they, they, they came up with it and how they brought up the idea. Um, but it was really, really interesting. And they're such funny guys. Um, when we had a uh, brief introduction with them before we hit record, just talking to them was just really, really fun. And you can tell that their sets must have, must, must be hilarious. So, um, I mean, that, uh, bit, uh, the, that bit before we hit record was uh, the funniest bit of the whole podcast, really. <laughs> it goes sharply that, downhill yeah. from there. Yeah, if people could have heard that bit, that's <laughs> where we had some real gold. It's a real Absolutely. shame, but we've uh, recorded a um, subsequent after that it's a subpar episode oh, with them, yeah. uh, just talking about like facts and stuff about <laughs> filmmaking. Pretty boring. Um, if you're interested in filmmaking, um, you might find some interest in it. Uh, 
if you're interested in football, there's only one reference, so unfortunately, uh, yeah. Maybe we can like put a time code to just skip to <laughs> that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, th- oh, the, I mean, joking aside, there is uh, there's a lot of good stuff mm. in it, and um, they're both really inspiring guys. Uh, okay. Like taking, I mean, as uh, as weird as it, it as uh, you said about kind of like uh, following their dreams and all that kind of stuff, but it is something that they've kind of like uh, dreamt up or created in some way mm. that they are putting together and putting all mm. of their efforts into um, make happen and you can instantly connect with that um, when they're talking about their project and it's just mm. uh, it's always really inspiring when you hear people who are passionate about their projects and what they're deciding to dedicate their time to and that's uh, and, and that's great to listen to um so it is yeah that is what that that is this podcast episode um we should also (laughs) also mention that uh this is um we this is the first episode since our conviction without remorse series as well um Mm -hmm. which was a bit of a different take on what we had been doing up to then with the podcast um uh Previously, we'd been uh, kind of starting out interviewing people that we'd met through um, running the festival that is connected to this podcast, uh-huh. um, and then and then we started talking about our film as well, um, yeah. which was interesting. Uh, and the list, the listener base just dropped instantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, so we're clutching at straws now, um, yes. and that's why we invited. Uh, the right honourable gentleman guys in to um, to to try and pick things up for us. So uh, so we're really hoping um, that they pick things up for us. Uh, Absolutely. But they haven't. Um, it is going to be something that we are that we are doing uh, more and more, sharing kind of um, guests on the podcast that aren't always from who we've who we've met through doing the festival um that these guys uh like mark was saying he he um discovered them or was was brought to them by uh, other means um and that's something that we kind of want to do more and more like if we see a cool project then um then there's no reason why we won't invite them onto the podcast as well um and, and we'll share that between people that we do um, see their films through the, the festival and others and, uh, and and we'll try and steer clear of our um, just talking about our stuff although the last episode um, uh, about the score and sound mix uh, was pretty good I really enjoyed that I mean it's because it's so foreign to what we typically do and know so it was very informative Informative to me, and obviously I, I wasn't involved in the actual recording of it. So, a, a good listen, I would say. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I got a message from Jamie. Uh, we released it yesterday as we as we're recording this. Mm. Um, I got a message from Jamie saying that he came across better than he thought. Jamie, well, uh, Jamie being the person who wrote the original <laughs> score for that film. Um, was he was he nervous then? 
about not, it. Not nervous, uh, uh, I don't think, uh, as such. But um, but uh, but he surpassed his his expe- his own expectations <laughs> on it. So uh, if that's not a teaser to listen, then well, I don't know what is. <laughs> yes, uh, potentially some random guy surpassed his own expectations for you. There we go. Yeah. Um, enjoy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good episode. Eh? People should watch it. Uh, watch it, listen to it. Well, you can do both. Um, well, enjoy this podcast, though. And hopefully, uh, if you're also inspired by the mission for these guys, then you can help them. Uh, we'll give you, well, they give them themselves. They give their own details to you at the end. So and the crowdfunder uh, yeah. links will be in uh, the, the little box with the writing. Yes. I think that's the official term for it these days. Um, uh, these correct. podcast terms change. Uh, so Every day, I don't, really. I don't know, but, are, we, uh, are, we, are we blabbing on? We should, well, we should. I mean, we have been for the last like 10 <laughs> minutes, which is the, the entire duration of this record. I thought that was Good the purpose. Lord. Um, um, but we should I pass it know. over to to we Sam should. and Rob now because they're, they're far more interesting they've got an interesting topic to talk about rather than yeah. this <laughs> nothingness <laughs> so right. here's Sam Enjoy and Rob everyone okay well hello guys thank you so much for joining us um, it is honestly a pleasure um, it's a bit of a different one different uh, topic for us today um, but we are talking with Sam and Rob from the um, well I mean you're from multiple factors uh, you know different different things um, but Specifically today, we're talking about your project, Right Honourable Gentlemen. Um, so hello, yes, guys. Yeah. Hi, hello. How Thanks for having us on. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Yeah, that's all right. It's our pleasure. Um, could you, um, well, I guess let's start with the very, very basics. With Could one of you or both of you briefly describe what Right Honourable Gentlemen is for us? Yeah, so Right Honourable Gentlemen is uh, a comedy mockumentary which is about two men who see it as their God-given right to run the country. So they set up their own uh, their own political party in their house. Uh, I don't know if it's... I mean, Rob will tell me if it's spoilers, whether it's giving too much away. Uh, one Always of them, giving away actually, spoilers. Uh, mate, honestly, he's on spoiler watch every time we do this. Uh, so one of them is actually the son of quite a prominent uh, senior civil servant, and he runs the party. And then the mm. other one is the front man, so he's the party leader. Uh, who who isn't from that background, but is an aspirational social climber. So the series is about them assembling a, a team of people that they think perhaps will be subservient to them and will, uh, will, I suppose, submit to their will and the things that they want just so that they can bask in the glory of, of running this party. Mm. Inevitably, though, because they are terrible at politics and terrible at running a political party and the other people turn out to be much better than them, uh, it's an area that's really rife for comedy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, uh, I thoroughly agree. Um, having watched the promos and various trailers, uh, it's what, what attracted me to the project and to uh, see if we can chat to you guys because I, I just think it's a brilliant idea that um, it's almost sad that the fact that our politics overall is just quite funny. So anything that is intentionally trying to make it funny will make it even funnier than that so um yeah well it's what you're saying really there really is it, it takes so little work to, to <laughs> actually make it funny because because <laughs> it writes itself well pretty much yeah everything in the mm. series that we have uh, based a storyline on is in some way based on something that's happened in politics in the last five years mm. isn't it right rob 
yeah yeah as said we've um that's sort of been our um our mantra really is to sort of try and hold up a mirror to the current political state obviously we the way the series sort of works is that um in terms of the uh the timeline if you will we sort of interact with the real world whilst also keeping our own mm. sort of so in terms of like when this when the series starts it's working towards local elections in april and actually there were local elections in mm. april at that mm. time so it sort of does touch with the outside world but we're also at the moment it's sort of just it's also what's happening in in their political party but at the same time it is very much sort of um as i say holding a mirror up to to what's going on out there mm. and uh the kind of difficult um topics within politics um that maybe aren't always acknowledged or accepted or understood um as they should be um and i think i think sometimes people um when you sort of put it in their face in a sort of dark and gloomy way naturally people will want to look the other way and 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 take a disinterest to it but i think if you can uh which is why stand-up comedians obviously they're they're such a good um sort of platform in terms of um on a political scene now especially with so many comedians around the world uh, it's the same thing with with comedy shows and mockumentaries is that you can sort of wrap up those those tough tough things that you don't really want to talk about in comedy mm. which make it more accessible for people and people will want to listen and uh, and it gives them an understanding of uh, of what is actually happening out there um within within politics and and also just in general life as well mm. so really do you guys have a comedy background then have you done anything else in that genre well, I'm extremely funny, Adam. Uh, Sam, uh, I, I'm, you know, I mean... <laughs> I actually won yeah. a competition. That's why I'm here. To, uh, yeah, Rob actually came up with a series and I just said, look, can I be involved? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, we, we do. I think, I, think, um, I, think, I think Sam will say the same thing. I think always um, comedy has been something that's been attached to the pair of us. Like when we were at drama, we, me and Sam went to, went to, did a year's course at a drama school together. Um, and then I went to a different school. Sam stayed on there. Uh, but even there, and I think as Sam continued there, and certainly my time um, at Rose Bruford where I went, uh, comedy was always something that was attached alongside me in terms of one of my sort of things that I enjoyed doing and mm-hmm. was sort of associated with, but um, which is why we sort of have gone down this route because it's sort of um, with the way things are, especially now in the industry, um, it's very, very difficult um, sort of waiting for that phone call or waiting for something to happen. And I think we were quite keen um, to try and make some movement for not just ourselves, which is what Alaboogie Productions is about, the the production company we mm. set up for Rival Gentlemen to Fall Underneath is about bringing together um, talented creatives um, that maybe aren't in work or maybe, you know, whatever their circumstances may be, just or if they're just generally um, uh, right for the show. Um, uh, we bring them together and uh, and try and create something. And that's kind of what we've been aiming to do here um, with Right Humble Gentlemen. Um, mm. It's just sort of being the start for us, really. But uh, hopefully, mm. it'll be it'll be a success. Well, I think with comedy as well, obviously, you know, one of the main things is having fun as well, and and being able to create an environment where people can play and have fun and enjoy themselves. And I think with something like this it's really important that you find someone that you bounce off really well with. So obviously Rob and I now have known each other for, for eight years. We did the year course together. We've kept in touch. We've done the odd stuff here and there ourselves. I mean, last year I did another, um, another comedy web series. This is going to be a plug for, for something else there, but uh, <laughs> it was called that's my chair. That is, which is a Welsh version of game of Thrones. Cause I am, I know I don't sound it at all, but I am actually Welsh. Um, and nice doing that and having that experience and because it was done on a micro budget as well, seeing 
the collaborative atmosphere that was that was built there and the fun and the play and the people that were brought together it seemed really natural to to me and to Rob as well when we started talking that that's something that we wanted to do as well with both of us having such a passionate love for comedy I mean growing up on Robin Williams and, and John Cleese and Lenny Henry and uh, Victoria Wood and all of these amazing comedians we we realized quite quickly in our conversation that that was something that we wanted to do as well Hmm. yeah it's uh it's definitely just echoing what you said about the 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 fun that it creates is just especially i mean there's so many times when you get on a set for example and you you feel a bit stifled you don't don't really want to explore and and give uh your all to the to the character necessarily um and i have heard tale that some of the comedies uh some comedies their sets are some of the most serious places that you'll find because you really want to nail the the humor of it uh, like Gavin and Stacey I've heard talks about that sort of thing but uh, without doubt there are uh, sets like uh, what we do in the shadows which is probably more towards this end the mockumentary side where they literally just they have a script for example but then the improvisation that they go for the freedom they have to explore the characters and to just go for it it, it just it's something else especially when uh, when we've tried it Adam I mean I've personally, I've said this to you as well, like I never felt as invested in character because I had so much freedom to just explore it on, on the day um, and things like that. So, yeah, really awesome to hear that that is kind of the same thing that's, uh, that you guys have experienced. Um, and definitely kudos for the uh, making your own pathway, really, and, and your own work okay. and doing it yourself. Yeah, really good. Well, we, I mean, this has been 14 months in the making now, well, We've been saying that for a while now. I think it's closer to probably 16 months in the making now that this project has been running. And just off of what you said there, we did a series of test shoots back in November, December last year, uh, back when we had, I think it was probably the third or fourth draft of the scripts for episode one and two by then, Rob. And we we were really trying to explore and learn lessons and bring together a team that we could trial things out with and see what worked and see what didn't work, which then when we were ready to roll out filming for the whole series, we had that whole breadth of lessons in our, in our back pocket. And Mm -hmm. part of what we talked about at that stage was because the script was so early in its formation and we wanted to help build these characters. We said the script's there as a template, but feel free if, as long as you get the sense of the scene, if you want to improv your way through that and we find some really funny stuff in there, then that's great. We can use that as material from the the test shoots, which is actually what's gone into uh, part of our advertising for the Kickstarter that we're running now Mm. as well. So that process that you're talking about there is definitely something that Rob and I uh, have really subscribed to along the way with this series for sure. Mm. Brilliant. Excellent. What um, I'd be interested to know, obviously, I know you based your, um, uh, your story around real life political events and things that have been, been going on sort of quite an interesting backdrop. Um, what about the characters, though? Your two main characters. Um, what was the inspiration behind the creation of those? Or who, maybe? Can who we, well, can we name names here, Rob? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's, if there's anyone in, in... I think there's bits of them from everywhere. I think they are the the stereotypical, what you have come, we've come to see um, in, in, in politics, which is, you know upper class sort of white privileged men who, you know, believe it is, as, as we say, it's sort of their right and it's their, you know, 
what they they're they're sort of put here to do sort of so to speak that's kind of how they come across is that this is this is owed to them almost that you know we we, you know, we should mm-hmm. be we should be in the position to make the decisions for for this country at you know um so i think it's it's kind of what i think the, the two characters re- represent in a way are, are what you know we have said we've come to know with 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 current modern day politics which is which is what they are but obviously that they, they turn out to be not that at all but um they think they are i think that's fair to say sam mm. well i think there is also a, a setup that i think is kind of widely accepted which is why people don't necessarily trust politicians now that you've got some when well, you've got some politicians who are going out there who are quite self-serving and want to advance their own agenda and put themselves in the limelight put themselves forward you know Boris Johnson, Ed Miliband, all those kind of people that I think historically people haven't necessarily trusted as much as perhaps they would like to be trusted. And there are those people who kind of sit back and rightly or wrongly, I think people assume pull all of the strings and and are really the ones in control and are manoeuvring that front person. A prime example lately, and again, whether or not you can use this, I don't know, maybe we'll get an injunction, but uh, the whole Dominic Cummings thing with with the road trip to Durham and he seemed, you know, completely untouchable over that whole situation. And I think the public consciousness at the moment, certainly in the circles that I move in and maybe they're quite biased, but is that he, he is the one that's really maneuvering things and moving all the chess pieces around and, and is protected by the front man image of, of these politicians like Boris Johnson, Michael Gove, Jeremy Hunt. I mean, I'm naming the Conservative Party there. You can name them in Labour, SNP, Lib Dems, anyone. It's kind of, it is, I think Rob will probably agree, it's just a copy and paste job through the whole House of Commons in terms of how people perceive them anyway. Yeah, and I think that's a good point on the um, the Dominic Cummings thing. Is that that's one thing we're sort of keen to show um, in the series is that uh, even though these... The, these two men have sort of these maybe certain opinions or set ways and um, that the other characters around them, that's kind of what the other characters um, are. That's why they're so important for, for a number of reasons that we could go into. But one of them is certainly to, to challenge their ideals and challenge the way they behave in a way that I don't think does happen often enough in politics where, you know, said whether it be Dominic Cummings or whoever, um, a law unto themselves and saying whatever they want to say without anyone really questioning um, questioning that and uh, I think that's something we're very keen to do in this series is is through the other characters is demonstrate the ignorance um, sorry I should say through um, Jeremy and Adam's characters but also demonstrate how things probably should be handled by other people around them um, through the other characters as well. I think that, will, that resonates really strongly with um, with your modern day audience like you say there is a, a lack of trust in politicians at the minute so in terms of um, the making of something like this, I think the, the timing is spot on, really, isn't it? Mm. So. Well, yeah, I mean, we were a bit, because when we first, um, initially in November, like we were quite sort of, we were quite excited and, you know, thinking of Blum because of obviously with, not excited about Brexit, but because of Brexit yes. um, <laughs> and everything that was going on, yeah. um, it felt like politics, you know, at that time, it was such the forefront of, um, of everyone's minds, even those people that didn't want to be, you know, um, involved in sort of politics or have an interest in politics you just couldn't avoid it um and it felt like it was a really really um good time to get something like this out but i think one thing we've learned and will continue to learn is that politics it it does never sleep um and it and you know even even more more now than ever um unfortunately um it's uh it's very much at the forefront of uh, of everything so um Mm. but we don't want to 
that's the thing about the series. We didn't want it to be like a boring sort of political sort of just, oh, just you know, we wanted to make it engaging for everyone. So that even if you're not massively into politics, if you like, if you like comedy or if you like, you know, mockumentary or whatever, that there's something in it for you too. And that maybe through that passion of mockumentary or comedy or television or, or whatever, you might then have more of a um, an involvement in politics through that or, or the other way. You know, if you love politics, but you don't really watch much sort of comedy, it could go the mm. other way for you. So it's really about trying to get sort of cast the net and get a really um, wide demographic of people um, engaged with, with the show, I think. Mm. And just, just on that as well, that is part of the reason that we chose the mockumentary form because it's a way of communicating with your audience uh, more effectively than traditional filmmaking, I, I think anyway, personally. Uh, and from a logistical point of view, with the budget that we're working from as well, it's quite a forgiving form. People don't mind if they see a boom in the back of shot or a light in the corner because they accept that there's a film crew there filming these people because that's the convention you've gone for. And uh, we started in the house and we're just talking about long term for the series, if we're fortunate enough to go ahead and make you know a number of different series on this. We, we've started quite contained in the house. Halfway through the series, we moved to an office space and it's local elections at the beginning. Rob's shaking his head because he thinks it's a spoiler. It's a location. I don't it, think it's, it's a spoiler. spoiler. It's definitely a spoiler. That is progression um, of a party. You've just given the whole... Well, uh, oh, there's no point in even okay, making it anymore. This is an exclusive here then, guys. We, we moved to, uh, <laughs> to an office space halfway through. But we're starting with local elections and the idea is that we would, we would build from local elections up to eventually a general election which they would campaign in these characters. The idea being that for someone who has no idea about politics, as Rob has already said, in a really palatable, funny, accessible way, we're, we're walking you through the whole process of, of the political spectrum so that you could finish the whole series, say, that's really funny, I like those characters, it's actually a really good story, fingers crossed. Um, but also, I actually know a lot more finishing the series than I did when I started on episode one. So just in terms of the the series then uh what length are the episodes and and how many episodes are you planning um well we've got it's six episodes uh the length of them at the moment it's going to be between I mean, we obviously we're aware of sort of time um we'd like to get them between sort of 10 and 14 minutes really 14 minutes being the the top end of uh of where we'd like to be. Um, I, th- I think most of them from, from the test shoots we did, I think they'll finish around about sort of the 12, 12 minute minutes, mark, which is yeah. in between. So yeah. about 12 minutes an episode um, and six episodes. Yeah. And how about uh, crew size and things like that? Um, can you talk about what, how it's, how it's going to work? Yeah. So we, um, with the test shoots, I think it's fair to say, Rob, we were working on the skeleton of a skeleton crew. Weren't we really? It was, uh, the DOP and who's fantastic, Ben Rose, and our, our sound engineer as well, uh, Nathan Biggs. And then we we had a couple of people, crew members, who were lending their hand with first ADing and things like that. But because it was really, it was really just sampling the concept at that point, we we'd kept it quite contained and quite small because we wanted to to figure out uh, kind of our, our style and the tone of the series first. But we've taken great pains over the last six months to begin to assemble uh, what I think is fair to say compared to your your conventional film crew on a, a BBC TV series or anything. It is a, a skeleton crew, but we've got uh, we've got three different directors that we're really excited to be working with. We've got uh, Ben and Nathan, the DOP and sound engineer, back again as well. 
We've got a really talented uh, lighting designer, Stacey, who's come on board. Uh, we've got a camera assistant who's also going to be the interviewer in the series as well. Uh, anyone I'm missing off, Rob? I don't think so, no. Uh, we've got oh we've got Shelby who's going to be running the production assistant. Oh yeah, I'll get, I have to mention well. her too because I'll get I'll get I'll get it in the neck for not mentioning it there, Shelby. Um, yeah, so we've we've brought together that team and then obviously we've got the cast and and creatives as well who are are going to be dipping in and out. We're starting on things like scheduling and stuff at the moment as well, aren't we, Rob? And the uh, the thing hanging over every production at the moment, I think the the coronavirus safe proofing as well. We're we're having many meetings with the crew about that to make sure it's a safe environment to put together the the series in as well. Anything yeah. to add, Rob, or have I been quite comprehensive? <laughs> no, I think you did exactly what we said before we came on live. You rambled on. Um, I did warn you, oh, fellas, dear. I did warn you this well, I don't know if it's a ramble, if it's all, you know, <laughs> useful, <laughs> no, very well, no, useful information. No, no, it was... Uh, well, we uh, can edit out well the bits. Put I, just, I've got nothing yeah. to add, nothing add, nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you've got a Kickstarter on the go guys Um, and obviously we we mentioned briefly before that we've done one ourselves I think Mm. it's fair to say that ours was probably on the smaller scale especially compared compared to yours Um, but we learned some lessons um, but I'd, I'd love to just get your insight into how it's gone how you came about wanting to to run a campaign um and also anything that you found particularly challenging or the the positives from it because you know one of the things that we found was like oh it's, it's great because people are supporting it but is that the sort of thing that you found i'll let you go first rob yeah i mean i've got to say to be honest with you i, I didn't really know much obviously i've seen lots of um mm campaigns things like that for, for a number of different reasons not just theatre but um, you know people running marathons or whatever you know fun, yeah. fundraising in general I've seen a, a lot of uh, a lot of things go up for some fantastic causes as well um, uh, so it was new to me though in terms of actually sort of being a part of it um, but it was a lot of a lot of research uh, went into it, a lot of watching other people's sort of uh, kickstarters and then getting a sense of, of, of what what can be successful um, for our show and what we can sort of uh, take from other kickstarters in that sort of sense um and then also put our own sort of stamp on them as well the kind of information that you need to have um both on the video and but also in the on the in, in writing format as well so um yeah i think that was there was a, a lot of that going into it. and we sort of the way we've sort of um done it this time in terms of oh, sorry during the lockdown is we sort of have sort of done it in blocks so we did we wrote the show we've always been happy to go back and we've done lots of rewrites but we sort of wrote the show then we moved on to a kickstarter and so we've done it like that so when we got onto the kickstarter we were really in a good um sort of well into it if that makes sense so it was all in mm. sort of the forefront of our of our minds and, and what we I think we knew we needed to include within it to um, to hopefully achieve our goal and get people engaged with the project. Um, mm. I think that's fair to understand. Do you want to? Yeah, I think with the one of the main things when you're putting together a Kickstarter, I think, is determining before you do that what your aims are for the project and and why you're setting the target that you're setting and is that achievable? What what sort of uh, tools do you need to employ to ensure that you can hit certain milestones along the way? And the biggest thing for us is because of the reach of this project and and the aim and scope of this project, we modelled a lot of what we did on on web series Kickstarter campaigns that we were aware of or that we researched on Kickstarter that had target aims of 10 or 20 times higher than what we we are shooting for. 
Um, some of those were fantasy and sci-fi, so they already had that visual element that that entices people to want to donate because they, I think it's really easy with something like that. I mean, it's always hard, but it's really easy with something like that. You can say, okay, if I give five pounds, it means that they can do that really cool visual effect if, if loads of people do that. Whereas with us, it's more the idea that we're, we're peddling, right? So we really fell back and relied a lot on the footage from the test shoots that we'd used and also uh, on, on the knowledge that we have accrued about politics and, um, and the comedy that can underpin that. So we, we probably spent a month or two months designing the Kickstarter before we actually went live, Rob. Um, yeah, as I said, I think it was a, it was a little bit. We sort of we coming to the end of the writing sort of side of things. I said we'd always go back and do rewrites, and we were doing cast read-throughs and then rewriting. But we were sort of coming to the end of that, and then underneath that, we started working gradually on the Kickstarter. So yeah, I think it was probably about six weeks, I'd say, mm. um, and it was sort of just sort of dropping little bits and pieces onto it um, at the start. And then obviously as we were sort of working towards um, our deadline, if you will, when we wanted to launch it, uh, we really started to put things properly in place. But, uh, but no, it was, it was a lot of sort of, yeah, it was a good, a good six weeks of, of quite um, sort of solid sort of work to try and put, put it in the best place it could be to launch. One thing that we were really clear on from, from before we launched though, is we needed to have a really robust social media campaign to run alongside it. So um, you guys mentioned in, in the chat before we were recording, we've been running quite a few different things. So we've had promos coming out. We've been running live streams. We've got our next live stream coming up in a couple of days for the big halfway halfway point. Uh, that'll be, that'll be, I've already gone by the time we. Well, that'll already have gone. Right? <laughs> You'd have heard it. Everyone listening would have would have tuned um, in already for that. Well, <laughs> that's it, mate. They'll all have, we'll, we'll have hit our target three times over with all the uh, yeah. supporters. Um, we've got yeah, we haven't made this public yet, and obviously by the time this goes out, it'll already already be out probably. But we've got a series of promo photos that we we had taken with a really talented photographer called Matt Foster, and we are working with a a great graphic designer, Jim Barker, and together they are putting together a load of um, basically online images for our social media, for posters, for some of the rewards that we've we've put on there as well. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of planning ahead of time and it's, with a Kickstarter, I suppose, to sum up, it's, it's a multi-pronged attack, I suppose, to, to make sure that you, you can spread the word beyond your immediate circle of people because there's only so much money that your immediate circle will have to donate. Beyond that, you need to reach out to to other people to try and get them to believe in your project and, and share their money with you, essentially. Mm. I, I think that is... Yeah. Go on, go on, Al. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks, Adam. Um, I'd be curious to know um, sort of the... Um, uh, some of your donators, what, what sort of really drew them into your... Uh, your project was it the the story side was it the the politics side you know what what were the kind of um key drivers of interest have you found when speaking to your contributors i think it's a combination isn't it rob yeah i think um i think one thing that we, we we've learned so i don't know if this is actually answering your question directly Alison, and i'll sorry if it's not oh, it's stop me if it's not <laughs> uh, but i think definitely um one of the things is is the, the proof is in the writing, so to speak, in the sense that because we've now built such a robust sort of format, if you will, and like this, you know, with the promos and all the things that Sam's mentioned, I think once you can put that sort of thing in front of people and say, hey, it's almost like you're saying, look, 
we're taking this seriously. So please take us seriously almost, if that makes, I don't know if that's quite the right way of saying it, but in the sense that if you can see things in front of you and you go, oh, okay, so they're work, they are working to us and oh, you know, oh, there's more casts now being released. Oh my, oh, my friends in that. I didn't know that it's, it's just building, building something to you know, as you go. Um, I think that definitely helps. Obviously we've, you know, we're very lucky at some, you know, we've had, a lot of um, very supportive friends and family that have got on board that would have probably done so regardless. And we're very grateful for that. But, but in terms of, sorry, what you were saying, Alistair, about reaching maybe a slightly further audience, whether they maybe be more acquaintances or old school friends or people that you've met at some point. Um, I think that's definitely, definitely is that um, it's sort of providing them with, with sort of almost evidence that, that this, this is a, um, a serious project and something that, um, that can be successful if, if, uh, if there's a you know a certain sort of financial investment put behind it, which, as I said, me and Sam have sort of put together an investment of ourselves. We've sort of put twenty percent in. We just need some help to sort of get us over the get us over the line. And we've been very very lucky so far with what people have been putting in. It's been um, extremely overwhelming. Um, I have to say, like some of the donations from from people. Um, I think um, in terms of in terms of reaching beyond your circle as well, just to go off what Rob said there, the promos have been invaluable um, for us because obviously we're not at this point because we haven't filmed the series beyond the the test shoots. We're not at this point able to put out a, a full series trailer to say this is the trailer of what you're investing in. If you give us the money, we'll be able to make this. So the promos are are a little snippet of obviously not the script, but of what you can expect in terms of the comedy, in terms of the characters. We've been we've been a little protective with the promos in so much as it's only Rob and I at the moment because we didn't want to reveal the other characters at this point before they've been introduced in the series or announced. But again, our, our aim is once uh, there's more information out there about the other characters, we're really keen to start including some of those personalities there as well so people can look at look forward to what they they can expect i think that's as well something that we've mentioned on the podcast before um that one of the best things as well uh once you have managed to convince people that you you are gonna pull this off well um they you've got like an audience ready and waiting for it when it when it actually comes out which um i think is probably uh maybe just secondary to the to the money itself to actually make it happen but um you've actually got people there you're not you're not going to make the thing and then find out afterwards that like you need to get viewers for it you've got at least some viewers that are that are a vested interest in your project because they've put money into it so um that is also must be a, a great place to be in where um doing the kickstarter has proved that you've got people that are actually interested in what you're doing. Um, so that must be a great feeling then going into production that people actually want to see it. 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's actually one thing we didn't probably mention about Kickstarter. That is a really good thing about it, as you say, is that it's not just about the finance, it's about getting people engaged with the show. Um, so I think, yeah, that's something that we um, definitely with the Kickstarter has been, been really helpful. Um, because you would, I suppose, I know I certainly would, if you've, as you say, if you've put something towards that or you've, then you would want to know what that final product would look like and be interested to do so. And then you might tell a few other people, oh, I'm watching this, I put a fiver into it, but, you know, it's one of my mates from school or whatever, you know. And then next thing you know, you've got a far um, um, wider group of people um, engaged with it. So I think that's 
that's definitely something I thought about with the Kickstarter when we were doing mm. it was that it wasn't just about finances it was about also you know reaching out to people and uh, getting them engaged with the show and the content of, of what's in it and when you multiply that by the social media as well like you say that gives you an immediate platform of people that when the series comes out will will see it because the Kickstarter people get updates from us regularly the social media obviously see everything that goes out from us so I think combined between all of those we've got you know, well over, I think about 1,500 people that once the series comes out, will be able to to see it immediately, um, which, as you say, is a great comfort because it, it, it reassures you that once you put all the work in, you're not going to put it up there and no one will see it. There will at least be, you know, even if one in 10 of those people watched it, you've at least got some kind of audience to begin with. And everyone has probably put something on YouTube before and had no one watch it as well so yeah it's a it's a great feeling to know that hopefully you've got your first kind of uh, like a thousand people are hopefully gonna give it a bit of time anyway because that's that's i think potentially the hardest thing with any um any kind of web series or film that you are putting out like as as filmmakers we don't have kind of um the backing of netflix like putting something on netflix or amazon or whatever and uh and that kind of advertising to get it out there we're kind of like finding our own audience so i think um it's a really interesting way of doing it and also like you're not relying on a big production company to to fund it or anything you're relying on the people and it and that is also really cool as well because the if the people are in if you're doing something good and and people are interested in it then that's that then they're actually putting their money into what they want to see which is cool well it democratizes a bit doesn't it it uh, gives people a chance to have a stake in the project and like you say if they have a stake in it they're going to want to see it through and they're going to want to watch it at the other end um i guess just as a final thing to say on that maybe is it, it comes back to what we've said i think it's all about the visuals and the work that you do at the front end so that you can build that audience. So by the time the series or the short film or whatever it is you're making comes out, you've already got all of this wealth of material at the beginning that people can kind of seen, can have referenced, can have been encouraged to want to watch from having seen that so that it's not an effort then to have to say, Oh guys, we've just bought out this episode. Please give it a click. Please, you know, we hope you enjoy it. Look at all this stuff we've done before. It's finally here. Yeah. So then just, on just to, to oh sorry, go on. Uh on to I guess um kind of after what you've set out in this first series, um if it all goes as as well as you'd hope, which uh, definitely from how you've spoken it seems like it's heading in the right direction. But what's kind of the the next step if everything goes well, what uh, what are you thinking? could be the future of the project. Are you looking to more series in the future? See, Rob's smiling now. It's because I really want to tell you how the series ends. So you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you. Oh. But we've All I'll say is we've deliver, deliberately left it quite open so it gives us uh, an option to, to go down a variety of different avenues. And Rob, Rob and I have... Um, have been talking on and off about a series two. Rob, actually, it's a running joke now because I keep saying, oh, Rob, in series two, we could do this. And Rob's like, mate, just focus <laughs> on series one now. <laughs> um, but I, I suppose that's probably a good point for us to maybe talk about Alaboogie Productions and 
and kind of our vision for that because that does tie in with what would happen beyond the series one would you say Rob? Yeah yeah for sure for sure I mean I I joke obviously I mean we've we've tried to be very grounded about our aspirations obviously we want to be confident as well and we and we are confident that this this um this can be a success um uh but of course like a true politician now yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a method actor I'm in character yeah no no we are we are we're trying to remain sort of yeah uh, sort of grounded about the whole thing and you know as I, I do say to Sam and there's an element of truth and there's an element of you know I understand where he's come from but we are we haven't you know filmed the first season yet and there's still a long way to go but um but certainly I think um if we can get it right which I'm very confident we can do in every aspect of the project that it has got scope for a for a season two of course and um and that's certainly something we would want um and as said in terms of what Sam's referring to Alaboogie Productions that's kind of why we have put that in place is that obviously we we want Rumble Gentleman as a project or as a ser- series to grow and also you know hopefully to um for other you know people who have got some ideas or um, want to create something um, uh, we can offer them some some I don't know if the right word is support because you know we're still learning as we're going but um, but a, a part yeah some sort of partnership or some sort of uh, collaboration if you will um, with them to try and get more sort of projects that are sort of starting on the grassroots level if you will to put it in a football term I, I told you I'd slip one in there didn't I <laughs> um, uh, to um, to see it sort of sort of prosper as because as, there's so much great work out there. That's the thing. There's so many, you know, I, I live in, in a house with um with three of my best mates who I went to drama school with who have all written their own little pieces, whether that be plays or web series or whatever. And there's and, the, and it's great. And the, there's so many there's so many and talented creatives out there. And um that's kind of you know what we want to do with Alabuki Productions is is champion, you know, whether it's actually working directly with us or whether it's literally just sharing their work on social media to sort of to champion it and uh, and celebrate it because I said there's there's a lot of good stuff out there um that uh, that that should be seen um and if you agree with that Sam if you got anything to yeah no 100% I've got nothing to add I think you summed it up really well there Rob um one <laughs> what, what I suppose one of the just the just to help support that vision one of the things that we're really shooting for is to become a youtube partner which uh i don't know if you you're aware of guys it's um basically it's the point at which you can monetize your your videos so to do that we need a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of view time within 12 months uh and the idea being that once we hit that point we would use those funds to reinvest in the series to uh, if we were to go into a season two, it would be more of a combined approach. Like Rob said, this time, Rob and I put in 20% of the overall budget ourselves and we're aiming to crowdfund the other 80%. If it uh, came to a season two, we would hopefully have the money from that YouTube partnership. So that would be one strand of funding. We may run another Kickstarter. We may put in a bit more of our own money again so that we can we can grow the pot of money. We can grow the series. We can hopefully grow the... Uh, the number of and the diversity of creatives involved as well because we'd I mean Rob and I just love one of the most exciting things for me was um, was bringing together the the team for the series once it was written um, because that's when it becomes real because you see the person who's going to play that part or you see the person who's going to be doing all the camera work or and then you start to have those conversations and the other person's as enthusiastic about the project as you are and all of a sudden it's like oh it's not just an idea in Rob and I's head anymore. It's an idea in your head and your idea is actually better than the idea that we had about how that scene should happen. And then we do the, um, 
we do the the read through with everyone and you hear the actors say the lines that you wrote and you had an idea in your head about how you would say that line but then they say it way better than you could ever have imagined when you put it down on the page so we just want to keep growing that and being able to bring more and more people into the project to be able to share in in what both of us think is really exciting i love that love that side of filmmaking you know mm. like you say when you kind of you bring in all the different creative heads together and and the enthusiasm that can be attracted to a really good story and the ideas that can be shared I, I, it's brilliant when mm. you see that kind of collaboration i mean it must be really kind of um heartwarming and and um what's the word motivational for you guys when you're mm. seeing all these people coming together and and really buying into the the concept you guys have created it must be really exciting well i think that's what makes a, a successful project as well mm. it's, it's, it's all well and good if you believe in it and you think it's good if you bring people on board who who don't share that passion and that vision then i think you're going to end up with something quite lukewarm um but Rob and I are, are both really, really fortunate. I think the team that we've brought together are, are just fantastic. They're all so supportive. They all understand the nature of the project. Uh, they've been fantastic on social media, getting the word out there. And I have to say from the read-throughs that, that we've done, I think everyone's really in for a treat with the performances that they're gonna they're gonna be putting out there as well. Don't you think, Rob? Yeah, I do, yeah. I mean, we've been we've been extremely lucky. Um, obviously because because of the nature of the budget and where we're at, obviously. We haven't, you know, been able to do mass auditions and getting casting directors and go down that route. We've, we've, we haven't been able to cast our net, you know, that wide. But we're, that's what I mean by I say we're very lucky because we've sort of lent on people close to us because obviously we know a lot of actors and performers and and fortunately we've um, we've 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 lent on the right people that have have had a shared sort of passion for this project from from sort of the minute they've come into it um, and have sort of dedicated their sort of you know time and effort um when we when we've sort of asked if they can um and they've done it with with a lot of um got exceeded our expectations i should say um in terms of what they've brought to the project um that's fair to say mm -hmm. and we're very very grateful to them and not not just the the cast but the crew and and everyone who sort of who sort of um helped out um or or contributed in, in whatever way so far it's it's been it's certainly not gone unnoticed by me and sam and we're we're extremely grateful um for what uh, for what they've done because I said uh, you know we've it's a, it started as and it still is at the moment a, a passion project that we're hoping will become something that we can make enough money where we can really pay um, the professionals and I, I emphasise the word professionals that we've brought on board uh, what they deserve um, and uh, and what they deserve because of what they've brought um, so yeah it's um, it's still a long way to go in that sort of sense uh, in terms of the the bringing in the the, the budget and and all that sort of stuff but um, but we're doing all right at the moment. And uh, as I said, with the support that we've had from the cast and crew, it certainly made this whole experience far easier um, for me and Sam, who are new producers, um, uh, to, to hopefully get this over the line. Hmm. I, th I think it's really inspiring to see uh, that with success, uh, the scope just gets bigger and you are like in, you will plan to in invest more into everything and just make everything better i think it just shows obviously your passions for um for the the series itself and the medium that you're choosing to to make something in that you um you you everything's going to go back into making the best product possible uh, and uh, this time round and any future times um 
everything seems like it's been being put into it. So that's great to hear. I think that's it, definitely, Adam. I think we, um, I think the one thing me and Sam said coming off the back of this is that we didn't want to have any regrets or obviously obviously you should never have any regrets anyway in that sort of sense but we wanted we tried to put it into a position the whole the project as a whole um so that uh when we look back on it we can go well we did everything we could possibly do to make it the best it could possibly be um and i'm i feel uh, confident in saying that i'm sure i hope sam i hope sam, <laughs> sam, sam agrees um <laughs> yeah. i think we've done we have done that and you know obviously we've still got you know we've still got a little way to go on the on the kickstarter so if you're listening now and uh, you know please uh, this is a shameless <laughs> plug but i'm doing it uh, you know obviously please uh please share and then donate if you can um however small or big it's not, not not a problem but just sharing and getting the word out there is, is equally as important to us and hopefully we can do that because you know we are we are confident it can be a, a really special project that um will fulfill the requirement i don't know if that's the right way will fulfill the requirements that we that we hope it does and uh, and we'll you know we'll engage be the start with of something we'll be the yeah start yeah absolutely as well, yeah. um for everyone as i said that's one thing um as well we've been very very uh keen on is that when we brought everyone into the project that it's not just mine and sam's project obviously somebody has to sort of drive it forward and has to make certain decisions and all those sorts of things but we want it to be very much about people it's your project too. So when you go to work or when you're do, you're speaking to your friends and family, I'm involved in a project. It's not, oh, I'm doing a project for these two guys. It's, it's, it's your project too. And it's something for you to go into an audition room and speak about, or, you know, in, in best case scenario, you get a phone call and somebody at casting director says, Oh, I saw you in this little web series and I've got a potentially a role. Do you want to come in and audition for it? Or whatever the situation may arise, we, we want it to create opportunities for everyone that's involved. Um, and that's, you know, I said with Alabuki Productions, sort of our, our main thing that we we hope, hope hope we can achieve with it, not just um, getting the show up on its feet, but also um, creating a set of platform for for everyone that's involved in it. Well, that is a wonderful message um, to somewhat wrap it up on. Um, I, I will thoroughly emphasise this that that idea that that platform that you you strive to give people absolutely comes through in every single bit of marketing that you you've done. I mean, I, when I when I sort of looked into uh, the project and everything um it was just so evident that the passion was there and that you guys were going to see this through and do this do this properly do it right and absolutely make the best of it and hearing you say that yourselves is is just an incredible message um and it's incredibly motivating for me i just want to get back on on set or, or doing something just exploring characters again um and yeah I, I think that sort of ethos and that sort of way of doing things is the, is the best way to approach anything um especially when it's entertainment based so absolutely well done guys um how can people you know get to know the project on social media and things how can they get to the, obviously the kickstarter they can search for it but um do you have social media particularly yeah we do like yeah yeah to, um, so people can find us on Facebook. It's Right Honourable Gentleman series. They can find us on Twitter. It's Right On, as in H O N, Gent TV. And then Instagram is Right Honourable Gent TV. Uh, they can find us on any of those platforms, like you say on Kickstarter. If they go on and search Right Honourable yeah. Gentleman, we're on there. Um, or they can email us at info at alaboogieproductions.com as well if they want to get in touch with us direct excellent and what about yourselves guys 
Uh, uh, yeah, my personal uh, Twitter is at sjlane92. That's probably the one that I'm most active on. I am on Instagram as well, but it's mainly just photos of me uh, before lockdown, remembering when we could go and <laughs> just go and do stuff because I haven't had a chance to take any new photos. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm at Robert Rickman 93 on Twitter, and that's probably the better. I mean, obviously, I'm on Facebook. I'm actually on Facebook on a on my on my normal name as it were um so uh so but i am on there but i think if you on all of our sort of especially if you sort of use rightable gentleman as your main sort of feed through you'll find yeah. mine and sam's personal um profiles as well as also alaburgi productions as well which we've got um, twitter pages and instagram and facebook for those for, for that production company as well so um, it's it's all sort of it's all there um but so uh, yeah probably mm. um the ones that Sam's given you so far will probably be the best best route into uh, certainly to the show and the project we're doing at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. I will say that um, if you are a, a listener and you are within acting at all, you've probably already heard about it because I, when I looked at the project, the amount of people that I knew who had liked the project or had shared it was is quite astonishing. So you're definitely making some headway there. Um, so congratulations, guys. Uh, thank you. We look thank you so much for having us on. It's been yeah, lovely to speak to you all. Thank you so much. Real, real pleasure. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure to thank you, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. That was Sam and Rob from the team of Right Honourable Gentlemen. Um, we loved having them on the show and speaking to them. It was a true pleasure. And I... Uh, I hope you don't mind me speaking on everyone's behalf at White Deer that we wish them the very best of luck with their campaign and uh, How dare you? Production. Well, are you going to suggest otherwise? No, you, you I, wish yeah, I wish them all the, the best worst. as well, but well, I don't want go. you putting words into my mouth no matter how positive they are. <laughs> I'm just being efficient. I'm saving time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably a decent point because... Uh, because these intros and outros are not time-saving or efficient <laughs> no never um but hopefully they provide you with some aspects of entertainment and if they don't write us in and let us know because we would like some community feedback um negative or positive whatever yeah, send you us a joke or something to that, that we, we can, can read say out. Um, um yeah because then it might be funny well i mean yeah all jokes might be funny yeah or might, but, might but as aren't have you been telling jokes <laughs> I, I haven't i've been uh i've been talking with the with the hope that someone will laugh if that's not necessarily a joke but uh but I'm, I'm hoping that we can inspire some kind of emotion um with these. this is a well yeah i mean this is a real tangent but is it very quickly in your opinion is it um, is it a compliment or an insult if you can make someone laugh without saying anything? But I, I think I have the answer to my own question, which is it depends what the situation is. So you don't need to talk back. Um, we probably should move quickly on to <laughs> something far more uh, worth. Um, we should probably say uh, <laughs> that uh, we should probably put it out there as well to people. Um, what do you think about this new audio only format that we're doing it's um, revolutionary isn't it it's as if more podcasts should do it like this yeah i think i think eventually we will start seeing a lot of the other podcasts taking um taking our advice and and go into the audio only format i mm. think maybe uh, radio shows will follow suit 
at some point. Yeah, and, I've always um, found it daft that radio um, <laughs> has visuals. That's just going to make it kind of sound ideal. Like we're idiots now. Um, because if people don't pick up on the fact that we're being totally sarcastic here, uh, then, well, we've, we've ruined our chances in life. <laughs> uh, these get worse and worse. <laughs> um, Sam and Rob. They were funny guys. They were funny guys. Uh, I, I think that we're just inspired by their humour. And honestly, it, people, please follow the links because the promos and everything they've done to set up their campaign is just hilarious. Um, and they've obviously put in the work beforehand in order to get themselves in the best position possible for their campaign. And I'm a bit envious of them and a bit in awe of them because... Um, I don't know everything about what you know where they've studied or what their experiences are in careers and whatever but when you you see people that do this sort of thing and they're from a filmmaking or acting background like this nothing to say that they're also going to be good at the marketing side and things like that um and these guys evidently are so they're multi-talented as well as being just all-round nice people um and funny wow wow <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah well Jealous. we're, we're going to try and take a bit of uh, a bit of some of those elements and try and put them into the podcast ourselves so that we can we can try and be all round reasonable guys yes. ourselves maybe maybe try and be a bit funny try and be <sighs> insightful um we won't succeed but uh but that's the no. aim so thanks mm. for the inspiration sam and rob Yes, um, thank you very much. But you, I don't think you have uh, anything to worry about in terms of competition, because they uh, they've evidently put the work in and and are putting good stuff out before they've even got their series out. I know. It, it's yeah. it's funny already. So yes, I can't wait to watch yeah. it. No, me neither. Me neither. Um, uh, and like we said, just good luck. I, I really hope it goes really well for them because they deserve it for all the pre-production work. Uh, they it just they deserve for it to go well in production as well. And good luck to them. Well, that's a nice thing to end on. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to do you want to do an update on the weather, or uh, should we just say goodbye? Um, it is still raining but it may not be where you are, and that is the weather forecast from me. Excellent. Well, uh, um, <laughs> goodbye, I guess? Yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>